Actually, this is something I want to talk about. I tried doing an episode about it, but it 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 was just a complete disaster. I I just scrapped the episode because it wasn't really good. <laughs> is this New Jersey Devils team similar to the 2001 Oakland Athletic or no, the 2002 Oakland Athletics, the Moneyball situation? So I figured since I got you on the show, since you're a stats guy, why not have that conversation with you? Are the New Jersey Devils like the 2002 Oakland Athletics? Now, hang on. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All right, so there are rich teams, then there are poor teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, then there's us. Not the New Jersey Devils. That was in the words of Brad Pitt, who played Billy Bean in the smash hit baseball movie Moneyball, which reflected around the 2002 Oakland Athletics team in which the new, in which, no, I'm forced by it, I almost said the New Jersey Devils, but the Oakland Athletics team. They lost three key guys in free agency due to the fact that they couldn't afford to keep them. So they had to try to, how do they compete with these big market teams like the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees? They couldn't. They said if they tried to play like the Yankees in their war room, they were going to lose to the Yankees in real life. So they had to think differently. So basically, um, Billy Bean hired a statistician from, I believe, um, either Yale or Harvard, one of those Ivy League schools. Yeah, he- yeah, his name escapes me now, but it it was uh it was different in the movie. Bill James was Bill James. Yeah, okay. It was different in the movie, but it was uh and the schools were also different because the, the it, actual in the movie is Peter Brand. Yeah, but his real his real name is not Peter Brand in real life because the, the 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 actual person didn't want his real name in it. They had the right to his likeness, but not the right to uh, his name or things of that nature. So played by Jonah Hill in the movie, Jonah Hill, yeah. this movie and not a comedy, but <laughs> overall I love as a, as a former college athlete who played baseball, I love, I, I, I love that movie. I, I watched it when I was in middle school. You said you watched it in high school. Um, yep, I literally graduated like that, yeah. like, like a year later. Showing your age. Yeah. I, I graduated away, but anyways, like, but it's a but the the point I'm trying to make is that the Oakland Athletics, a small market team, the New Jersey Devils, a small market team. So it's just like the the um, the Devils they can't really compete with these big market teams. Like they're not an original six team. They're not a team from Canada. Uh, they're not in a located in a big city because the the fact of the matter is that Newark, New Jersey. No disrespect to anyone who like lives there, but there's nothing like extravagant about it like it's not like los angeles or miami or things of that nature but with all due respect but it's just like and but the only difference between that athletics team and this devil's team is that the devils were not poor like it's not like they the 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 whole point of this uh previous offseason was talking about spending money spending money like find someone and sign them to this big contract but unfortunately we whiffed on a few so it's just like Mm. do you think this New Jersey Devils team is similar to the Oakland Athletics team because it's just like no one anticipated for them to go on this lengthy win streak. 
They got their band of underdogs together and basically it's working like a machine. Yes, but better. They are better in the sense where they have owners with deep pockets. They go above the cap floor and they're right near against the cap. What does this do? Uh, The Devils have a lot of guys on interesting contracts where there's a lot of guys competing for um, one-year deals that are looking to be a couple-year deals, make-or-break situations. In this case, this is, like I said before many times, they are on a tryout for another contract and see who can compete well together and who doesn't stick together. So. I'm going to review something from Gladiator. So if we stick together, we survive. Now, the Devils are sticking together. They're surviving and thriving, if I will. Why is that? You look at guys like Michael McLeod, who I just looked at for 22-23 just to have 21 points on the season. The last I checked, He's on pace for 38 and five goals. So what does that tell you? Something in the system is working. Jesper Bofus is is looking at 34 points projected, but he's still underperforming. So, however, if Holes were playing right now, he would be on a 21-point pace and 21 goals. Nathan Bashan. I want to be more conservative before the season, 22 points. What is he at right now? 41, 41 plus. Nico Heischer, a a conservative 70. What is he looking at? Possibly 100. Jack Hughes, before this, 94 points. Right now, he's pacing for 82 plus. That's not bad. And Jasper Bratt, a conservative 79 and a super profitable 103 points. And I'm sure his agent's proud to listen to this. At one point, Brat was looking at 137 points. Yeah, well, we knew that wasn't going to be realistic. I mean, things peter off a little bit. Um, Dawson Mercer is nine points behind his projected 42. He's at 33 pace. So if he picks up the pace, looking at a really good deal. Uh, Miles Wood. He was only projected just for 30, but now he's at a 49-point game-plus pace. Uh, Sharon Govich, looking at 50, but right now he's at a 33-point-plus pace. Uh, if Palat were healthy right now, sorry about your you-know-whats, he would be at 41 right now. I mean, he only scored three goals in three games. So there's the math on that. Uh, Eric Holla, 33, but he's pacing 27, maybe a little bit less. Um, Zetterland, a very conservative 22, but he's looking at a 49-point game pace. Tomas Shatar, 33 conservatively, 60-point season pace he is at right now. He's waking up a lot of those haters because it's funny how when we were talking about Tomas Shatar, we were talking about how he could be potentially one of the people to be waived by the Devils or, or you know, go through waivers and then be sent down to Utica just because 
um, we had to make room for Fabian Zetterlin and also Alexander Holtz. So, you know, it's funny how it works in that sort of case where Thomas Tatar actually did have a pretty good preseason and he made a lot of noise and basically got to a point where saying like, we can't cut him, we need him. Exactly. I mean, uh, let me throw this in there. Like defensemen, when it comes to goals per 82, like a few games back, Dougie Hamilton is on pace for 22 goals and 66 points. John Marino, five goals, 38 points per per season right now. Uh, Graves, 16 goals on a pace like that and 38 points. And Smith is supposed to have 25 points, but he's well underperforming. So I would cut him. And Damon Severson is at five goal or less pace and less than 16 points uh, per, per game in 82 games. So there, there it is. It's easier to cut those two and insert ball and a hotuk easily. Yeah, and also Luke Hughes and a couple others. So yeah, it's the farm system is the most one of the most stable in the NHL. Maybe the Buffalo Sabers to an extent, and maybe Ottawa. But Ottawa's team currently is just not doing that well. And that goes to show you how important drafting, trading, signing, player development has gotten for this team. Even when this team absolutely stunk, a lot of the juices out of this smoothie is really coming to fruition, like a mango lassi at an Indian restaurant. This is how good it's getting. That that's actually pretty clever. That so I got to ask you this because earlier on in the show you said like um, basically this is not a band of misfits. This is actually players who are low risk, high reward kind of thing. Which I but here here's what one of someone that I know in a private DM said who basically was trying to tell me how this worked. Um, says um, Hamilton's injury, uh, no guarantee he bounces back. You're relying on a random random dudes like Jonas Siegenthaler to bring up the squad. Marino was bad in Pittsburgh. BMW is castoffs. Like saying all of that was going to happen and it would happen is is um, disingenuous or I don't I don't know that word. Disingenuous. Disingenuous. There we go. Spelling's not my look look look. Uh, spelling's <laughs> not my, my forte kind of thing. But basically, this person was just saying like. Look, I said the New Jersey Devils got better by default. I didn't anticipate for them to be this good, but I said they would get better. So basically, this person is saying, like, Jonas Siegenthaler is just a random dude, or BMW is a bunch of castoffs. I said, Miles Wood was greatly missed last year. He was a spark plug. He was a pest. He was what glued the Bastion and McLeod line together. He was so he was greatly missed. It's not a bunch of castoffs. And we, no. I, knew, I knew what Nathan Bastion could do after the 2021 season, because I don't know if you listened to one of my more recent episodes, I said, don't expose Nathan Bastion in the Seattle, Kraken, in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. I I will say this um, to all the people out there banging on the McLeod Bastion draft. 
to me, they're not busts because you have guys like Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, who are meant for these top two line roles. And what do, what do Bash and McLeod bring? They're two former Mississauga Steelheads in OHL that were like the Bash brothers. They could crap. They were like the modern day crash line, and they could easily ruin a defensive team's night. And they were doing it night in, night out, and they bring that that flavor of speed, physicality, grit, and guess what? You add Wood, he brings that beefy, sasquatchy, gritty game, fast pace. I'll muscle you out. And if you look at that one goal he had against uh, Columbus, he literally just like danced around, used his body, and said, "Thank you, bye bye." Yeah. That's that's the quintessential BMW modern day crash line. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what. I'm, and a fan actually brought that up to me on Twitter. I got to give a shout out to that fan uh, at some point. But y- yeah, I mean, basically, like I said, this person was just basically saying that the Devils, this is just sheer luck or that kind of thing. And look, a little bit is look going on a lengthy winning streak. It is a bit of luck. But if this was like easy, anyone could do it. You know that kind of thing. So, you know, um, I, I'm just saying, like, Jonas Siegenthaler is not a random dude. We were talking highly about him last year. You just didn't see it because you don't pay attention to the game or you don't pay attention to the devil specifically. You're, or um, you're saying the BMW is just a bunch of castoffs. Not true. We Devils fans and Devils reporters, we've been telling everyone how good these certain players are, but you don't, but they never listen to us kind of thing they just see they they just scoreboard watch or they just look at the basic stats or whatever the case might be we're actually watching the game and seeing how it makes an impact kind of thing so for this person who i don't want to call out because i don't want to get into trouble but basically you know this person just gave me some inspiration to just basically ask people like you is are these just a bunch of cast-offs or what i'm telling that person to come forward and talk to me on the podcast because he- i would like to i like to i like to have a nice debate. Yeah, he and me don't have a really that good of a relationship, so I highly doubt him. I, I highly is it a Ranger fan? No, it, it look, I, I, I'll admit some. Um, I, you know, I, no, I can't go into detail. I'll get in trouble. But basically, <laughs> basically it's just it like, come to me. Let, let, I'll just say this: He used to work at he used to work at at the network. He no longer does, and sometimes he bashes on me for my takes or that kind of thing. He, like he said, I was effing insane for saying that Jack Hughes was better than Trevor Zegras or whatever the case might be. I, so if you've seen probably, those, probably because he wished he had Jack Hughes. That's another good thing. Yeah, probably. That's how you know you're drafting right. So if you, <laughs> I'm if, not trying to. Be, no, go ahead. I said I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm saying, you know, people wish that they had a certain player. Like, I wish I had Pavel Datsyuk years ago. I always liked him as my favorite non-devil. Let me get you guys hip to bet online so you can make some big money this holiday season. So betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional sport and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it for you live at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find all those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get all your betting fix. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. See, the thing is, is like, so, I've called this person out on my show before because I used one of his, I used that tweet in a couple episodes. So uh, if you go back on, if you go back on it, then, you know, uh, you'll see who it is. But I can't personally tell you the name because otherwise I think I'll get in trouble and I don't want to, I don't want to expose anybody <laughs> on my show. But yeah, basically, yeah, in a, in a private DM, this person was just telling me like, um, th- this is just a bunch of misfits together. And a little bit of it is, but we knew their true potential. We knew what they could do. Now, let me put this out there. Uh, I know this is going to be about not misfits, but like the big burly guys. And I like to talk about the the Sasquatch account a little bit more, though, because you know how it is game day. I like to have fun. And I like to sound like a caveman a little bit on game day. So if so, if you look at some of the stuff I put out, like mm, Sasquatch ready for maple candies, mm. I, I I have that like Homer Simpson, uh, like caveman, like like you know mind like game day. I didn't want I want to play fun, and oh. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> I, I I see I see some of the tweets and they're hilarious and. Uh, the the Twitter for uh, uh, Jersey Joe's uh, Sasquatch Squad Twitter will be in the description. Please give it a follow. It is hilarious, quite honestly. So, Jersey Joe, we basically have talked about everything. Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, just remember that uh, if you want to give someone credit for where credit needs to be done, you need to start talking about Sask score nowadays. Now start. Now remember this, people. I wish I was famous, but I'm doing it for a different reason. But I can't wait to rejoin uh, Pucks and Pitchforks once again. So this is going to be my colleague over because at Pucks and Pitchforks. I'm so, just waiting on the approval. So this is my new colleague over it's at It's not Pucks. my first time. <laughs> oh, not your first time. That's right. So. Yep. I, I can now say Jersey Joe is a colleague of mine over at Pucks and Pitchforks. And, and, you know, so it's great to have you a part of the network and Pucks and Pitchforks is awesome. They, they, they took me in uh, after, unfortunately, uh, me and the hockey writers just couldn't see eye to eye or that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle uh, being part of other players through the draft that made it to the NHL but at the same time I did grow to miss what I went through after leaving pucks and pitchforks and I was very deeply uh, upset with inside the puck folding so for me uh, I look at myself as a more refined writer nowadays and I just want to go out there, have fun, but like, I want to make, you know, every article I write unique and it's not just, you know, using a thesaurus. It's about the videos and the description of player and talking about this new thing about Sask score and everything like that, because we live in an information age, but for, to the casual fan, it's time to look at the more finer details in life. It's not just, you know, hits, 
points. There's more to it nowadays. There's so many advanced stats that you could kind of see a scouting report actually tell the part. And Jersey Joe, you are my guy for the stats and all things of that nature. So once again, thank you for being a friend of the show. Welcome back to Pucks and Picks. Excuse me. Welcome back to Pucks and Pitchforks and glad that you're going to be my colleague once again. So Jersey Joe, this has been fun, my man. And we're certainly going to do this again. Oh, we so most certainly will, especially with regardless of whether they play 500 hockey or north of that. So either way, I'm happy. Fingers crossed that come like February or March, you and I are just talking about playoffs or talk about how good the New Jersey Devils could be. Let's start playing some narco and uh, let's let's get Timmy Trumpets going. Unfortunately, I can't play on the show due to copyright reasons. So, but yes, we could start. We could play it off camera. Off camera, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.